GMGM, everyone. Bonjour. Guten Morgen. Dobro jutro. Labrit. That is basically the way how we do it here in Web3 space in Europe. We're here to have... I'm happy to have everyone on weekly episode of Origins XYZ, the Web3 show about the origins of the biggest OGs in the space with, you know, this European spirit. I'm live every Tuesday, 2 p.m. GMT for those coming from the U.S., 9 a.m. EST. Sorry if we're too early for you, ladies. I'm your host, Nikki, and as always, I'm here to grow together with all of you. Make sure that you share the space with your friends and families because we are live. And today we have a very special episode, not just because it's anniversary, episode number 30, but because I have a longtime friend in face of Nika Farah with her amazing team at the Fashion DAO, amazing creators, designers, fashionistas, basically people who move the current environment of digital fashion and Web3 fashion to a whole new level. So ladies, GMGM, GM, everyone, I'm really happy to see all of you joining us today and having this energetic conversation. GMGM. GM. GM. Thank you so much, Nikki, for the intro. Um, you're amazing. You're always full of energy and it's always a pleasure to be on the stage with you. I am, and so do you. You are always on point. You are always on time. You are everywhere, Nika. I'm extremely happy that we're finally having this space because it's been a while in making. I do believe we started planning it back in April around NFT NYC. Actually, where the fashion doll Nika had an amazing event. I do believe we're going to talk about it. Also today, I see that more and more friends are joining. Shaylee, GM, GM to you as well. I am happy that we managed to invite many creators and designers, people who are creating the future of fashion through the lens of the fashion doll. And I have a lot of questions to address today. I have a lot of things to talk about, but perhaps the best way to start our conversation today would be to take a step back and talk about the origins of the fashion doll. Nicole, why don't you share with us what is the vision behind Fashion DAO and why at the beginning the Fashion DAO was created? Yes, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I love that the name of the show is also Origin. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, I have been building in the retail tech space and then I came to the Web3 space. I love the community aspect. Um, I love the immersive experiences or so-called metaverses. But the challenge was that they were not as accessible to a lot of these creators. And um, I felt that there's this gap and how can we really provide these um, technologies to these amazing creators um, when it's so pricey and, um, you know, limited. So that's when I started, um, you know, kind of joining Twitter spaces with uh, Matthew, Stacy, that you guys may probably know, and um, started educating folks on how they can use what already exists and um, kind of answering their questions around tech um, and other aspects of um, fashion and commerce. And um, kind of naturally, organically, we, um, you know, established this community uh, by doing Twitter spaces um, for almost two years now and weekly, um, almost nonstop. Um, and, um, you know, at some point I realized that there's so much more into this community and this group of friends that are supportive of each other. Um, and, um, you know, I looked around and I saw different kind of um, structures and DAOs being uh, very um, democratized and very aligned with the ethos of Web3. Um, then I started kind of um, forming that and reaching out to people to see who wants to be uh, supportive of that. And, um, you know, it's a little bit different from other DAOs where it's so much focused on investments and, um, you know, funding. Um, we are more about empowerment and, um, you know, the vision is really be the world's most equitable organization because we felt like creators are always neglected um, in the story and, um, you know, 
traditionally traditionally when you join a corporation um they sign off the ip like you have to give away the ip and ownership and um even your name is not necessarily um supposed to be mentioned in the outcome of the project and so um we really want to change that and um you know web3 is uh, providing the tool for that so um, we do three different things. We do education, collaboration, and promotions. Um, so we did the events that you mentioned. That was on the promotion side. We did um, a contest before that. That's where all of our uh, amazing collaborators, um, you know, Orbiline Group, um, William Mob, and uh, Jig Jigs, and many others participated, and um, they became winners and finalists and went through um, so much amazing hard work and created beautiful um, art and uh, we displayed it in the metaverse um, at our physical and virtual events so we do this collaboration also with brands and then the last part is the education because when we really think about empowerment and taking people um, to the next level it's where you give them the tools you give them the direction so um, that's where we are now focused on and um, we will be having courses which we can talk more later about it, but um, we'll be um, also in partnership with some of the uh, amazing educational institutes in the fashion space. I absolutely love hearing that everything that you do for the space is for education, for helping people, for empowering people, not just to be in the space, but to build something together. And I see that also on stage to, today with us, we have... Two more amazing creators who just joined us. Karina, Viliama, I would love also to invite both of you on stage and maybe give some context of your perspective around fashion. What is your passion for fashion and how did you end up in this amazing space full of wonderful people? Hi, Nikki. Thank you. And thank you, uh, Nico, for the invitation as well. I am. Um, I come from traditional fashion. I work and study uh, fashion design. I'm originally from Colombia. Moved to New York to pursue uh, fashion tech. And for me, it was always about sustainability. I also wanted to push the boundaries. And the digital tools allows you to basically have no limitations. And that's why I love digital fashion so so much. Uh, just exploring identity. Like I think throughout these. Um, my career in digital fashion, I have discovered like who I am as a designer, but also as a person, my roots. And in doing so, as Nico was saying for me, education is so, so important. So I've been working in digital fashion for, I think it's been almost nine years now, which is oh God, so much, <laughs> such a long time. Um, and it started even before Web3, like all for sustainability, uh, production, and in doing so, like, you know, I have to move countries and so on. Since 2021, I launched my digital fashion film in Colombia with the sole purpose to introduce uh, Latin America to what's happening. And I, being, um, I became a professor. I created a digital fashion curriculum for a school in Colombia. And I'm also uh, one of the official Meta Spark AR instructors in the platform uh, for all Spanish-speaking countries. So I really been like uh, loving to create, but as well to educate. And I think that's the ethos of the Web3 community. We all love to share what we learn and that's the way that we can create. So that's another thing that excites me so much about digital fashion. Uh, thank you, guys. I love hearing this. It's definitely inspires and motivates to learn more about sustainability and I do believe that's one of the topics that we're going to cover here today. Thank you for sharing your story. Williama, what about you? What is your passion for fashion? Uh, hi guys, my name is William and I, I'm from Prague, from uh, Czech Republic. It's in the middle of Europe. Um, I had a deep passion for fashion and design, which have been with me definitely since my childhood. I always wanted to be a fashion designer. Uh, later on, I actually like faced a lot of rejection from my family due to my husband's skin color. Uh, but still, that hasn't stopped me and I persevered to continue pursuing my dream. And I'm actually married to someone who inspires me and shares my passion for style and enjoys matching outfit, outfits, with, outfits with me. Um, 
the most important thing, like when it comes to fashion, I think fashion changes a lot. I think one has to have their own style for them to really like sh show who they are and what they're about. And in my designs, for example, I want to focus on creating a luxurious fashion for couples, especially addressing the lack of options available for men to match their partners. And I want to like create matching outfits and accessories that could be worn by anyone, regardless of the age and gender. And I like the fact that actually the fashion DAO wants to ed educate everyone in the realm of fashion. And I actually like my first school was about teaching, like extracurricular teaching for me to be a teacher. Later on, I actually got into toy design and uh, and then got another degree in teaching toy design. And since the fashion DAO is about uh, like promoting individuals and about teaching, I thought that that's the right space for me to be in and to help others grow as well. So that's like my point that I would like to share. Actually, you might not know it, but we have been connected with you for a while, mainly through DressX, the clone uh, Queen's Axe Challenge that you are actively participating in, because I'm one of those people who will be judging all the participants, and there is a lot, a lot of applications coming in the last couple of weeks, and yours are definitely one of the most energetic. Uh, I just been just a couple of those that you submitted. I have been following you for a while, and specifically through your digital creation, AI creation of this digital looks, how you see digital fashion should look like. I do believe I already know a thing or two about you, so absolutely happy to have you on the show, absolutely happy to hear your perspective about the future of digital fashion here today. Yeah, she's amazing. She wins all Thank the competition you. and just like goes like, I'm so proud of you, William. You're amazing. And she does all of this when she's still moving and not settled. Like, I'm just waiting for her to settle and we'll see where she will go after. Um, I also have Noreen here with me that I would love her to share her perspective on fashion. And we also have in the audience um, some of our other fashion DAO uh, finalists and amazing uh, community, Sogi, um, Jig Jigs, and Floor. Um, if you guys want to come on the stage, um, please request to speak. We would love to hear from you. Um, Noreen, why don't you tell us about um, your journey to fashion? I guess I always loved fashion since I was a since I was a kid as well, and um, I came from a very sort of glamorous family. You know, uh, my mom and my grandma and my aunt was like a model in the fifties, and and my um, my uncle worked at Halston as a designer. Um, in the 70s. So I was always just, you know, interested in expressing myself through what I wore and um, felt like it, fashion was art. And um, I ended up working in uh, uh, media and tech and everything for many, many years. But I always had, um, you know, this desire to to and ability to add to or make or repurpose clothing so i i would buy something at the store and then change it you know and then and then especially vintage and so i just got into fashion in that way and then in the nft space um i was very interested in the community aspect of um how DAOs worked and so I've been brought into, I joined the Fashion DAO to help um, create the internal DAO structure, but being exposed to so many um, wonderful designers, I, uh, this, I'm a late to the party uh, fashion designer. And so I started to um, make uh, my own things and with the new tools. And so, um, yeah, so that's my perspective is that the, Fashion DAO is welcoming whatever level or of experience that you have. Um, you can come in and collaborate. What's interesting is like somebody who does may not know digital could learn about that, or somebody because I only do physical. Uh, you know, I, I, I sew and upcycle, but I didn't think about doing digital design until I got into the space. So, or and 
we are offering so many collaborations uh, opportunities. If you sign up as a collaborator in the DAO, you can match with people and match with opportunities that we are trying to create within the retail space. So we really want to change how things work and be more collaborative. So yeah, it's, it's quite interesting and fun and I'm inspired by everybody. Um, so that's me. And Noreen is going to do a course um, on creativity for um, our amazing community. And Karina is going to do a course on um, digital fashion uh, with some other folks. So we have a lot of exciting things coming up to more empower um, these amazing designers. I should be frank with you. And this has nothing to do just with this space, but digital fashion, Web3 fashion scene in general. The more people I meet, the more unique backgrounds and vision, let's even say teases behind why you're into this space, is more inspired and bullish, I guess, about these people. Because all of you just shared different perspective, different use cases for digital fashion. And I do believe this is just the beginning. I do believe there is so much more that we haven't explored yet. And I'm feeling myself comfortable exploring and expanding these limitations of Web3 fashion together with absolutely all of you. So thank you for sharing your stories. It's really inspiring. It shows that you actually care about the space, which is perhaps the most important thing for me when I pick people with whom to work, pick people with whom to be, a, whom to be around with. Nico, I do believe and I see that Soji just joined us. Do you want to also share your story with fashion as you just joined on time? Hi, everybody. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Ni Nico. Hi, hey, Nori. Hey. <laughs> all, all the community here. I... Hey, so again, how are you? Fine, thank you. How are you guys? I was waiting to Nastran also join, but I see that she's not answering also her WhatsApp, so maybe she got a call and I don't know if she's... So I decided to come along. <laughs> yes, we appreciate you being here. Tell us about your journey to fashion. You're so inspiring with all the amazing accessories you make and all the other... Um, educational and promotional things that you do. So tell us more. Thank you. Thank you, Nico. Yeah. Um, actually, as uh, Nico mentioned before, uh, I'm part, of, I'm co-founder of Orbiline. The other co-founder is Nastran and Floor that you see here. Um, we come from, uh, we both have physical background in fashion and jewelry. I'm a contemporary jewelry designer. She's a fashion designer. So we decided uh, with arriving this digital era and digitalization in everything, we both felt the gap that is here um, between the physical designers and digital designers. And when we also joined the fashion now, it was exactly this vision that we found in common with us that uh, feeling this gap is really important more than everything nowadays, I think, because creating the basic is really important for the future, for the future to have a mm, more sustainability, real uh, product, uh, functional and um you know, like uh, digital uh, native designers all know good things like tools, using everything in digital, but the aspects and the um, mentality and the uh, craftsmanship that has the physical designers, it's like uh, they missed it, maybe that part. So creating this co-working and collaboration, we felt we can do that because we both were active in digital and physical maybe. Uh, so this is something that we decided to do together. I come, um, of course, I start with the community-based jewelry designers and last-time fashion designers, and now we both created uh, both sides and try to a little in our way, maybe of course with the support other co community and DAOs like the fashion DAO to help other designers learn digital and enter to the space and. We all hope for the future that brings better directly for our us designers, like small designers. That was amazing. Thank you for sharing. That that was amazing. Exactly, that is the word. That was amazing. <laughs> that that confirms once again that the boundaries of digital fashion are 
broad and the way the use case how you can use this technology the blockchain technology nft technologies really broad i see that we have another wonderful member of the fashion dao joining us i do believe it will be the last intro before we go into spicy questions gm gm hi nastaran how are you Hi, Nico. Hi, Nikki. Hi, everybody. I'm really glad to be here with you guys. Nikki, I think I actually know you. I think we've met when you were here in Milan. So I'm really happy to be here with you. I'm coming to Milan in two days from now. So if you're around, just message me. Let's go. for <laughs> Absolutely. We should definitely do that. Do you here have... is my co-founder, Nastran, that she just joined. I meant her. If no, anyway, yeah, to kidding. give you maybe a brief about myself, I'm Nastaran. I also come from traditional fashion, slowly shifting into the world of Web3. And um, one of the most interesting things about fashion that made me fall in love with it was actually its power for social change. Um, I mean, despite the fact that we often associate fashion with only clothing, I think um, it's actually built around the story and the major social changes it brings with itself. And um, I come from traditional fashion and after founding Orbiline, we're um, kind of working on a full panorama of diverse technologies that contribute to this field. Um, now, kind of moving uh to digital and more like Web3 fashion, I think um, this is not separate from the previous history of fashion. And I think it's essential to jump on the wave to be able to um, stay up updated with the fast-paced world of fashion because Web3 is social change, uh, fashion is social change. So it's going to be interesting. Absolutely. And just like I said, it's cool that more and more people are joining our space today. Actually, out of curiosity, where did we meet with you in Noah? Was it at Limitless event? No, I think I actually met you with Luca that the other night when you were here. You met me at Luca, okay, because Luca is standing next to oh. me right now. He's with me in Lisbon, hanging out at NFC hi, Lisbon. Hi, say yeah. hi then. He, he, he... Say hi, Luca. Hello there. Hello there. Oh, nice. It's nice. you. Nice to see you on Twitter, finally. Getting your ads <laughs> over here in the digital space. Huh? Nas is a great designer, guys, by the way. She's absolutely amazing in the real world. And I can't wait for her to blow your mind in the digital Yeah, world. now so everybody enjoy. else also knows that I'm not a Twitter person. I'm trying, guys. <laughs> this is crazy. This is my episode number 30. I have been doing this for half a year. And this is actually the first time we're having guests just joining the chat even without being on twitter spaces like this this is crazy i, I love it i absolutely love it it definitely is it's so fun this is so cool and yeah. i think just to hype this a little bit more up because we have loads of people actually right here right now and for the special occasion of actually us being right now with the fashion doll on the rug radio i wanted to uh, have a giveaway because um, I'm also part of the Tycoon Tigers. They're all, their motto is about we rise by lifting others and they're truly supporters. They've supported me in my art, in my art journey, and I know that they have my back. And so I'm very thankful that I'm able to give away actually a Tycoon Tiger within the next, like, even till tomorrow. So whoever is actually here, you don't have to fill in the fourth part, which was to set a reminder for this space. But what you need to do right now is to retweet this space and like this space so we can get more people that are truly interested in this space to join us here right now. Thank you, guys. Thank you for sharing with us. And it Amazing. seems like it seems like we all shared our background and amazing stories, amazing vision for this space. I want to start with a couple of spicy questions because if it would be up to me, I would have this conversation for hours to go. But in half an hour from now, we're having the big drop with DressX and Hype Society where I need to be present. So why don't we start with spicy questions starting with Nico right now. And it's not that much of a question, it's more of a statement. Nico, I do believe that digital fashion right now 
is boring. I don't think that a lot of cool stuff is happening right now. I do believe that creativity has left this chat months ago and everything that new brands entering the space or traditional fashion houses entering the space, they're just repeating the same thing that has been done already there in the past couple of years. Prove me wrong that digital fashion and that three fashion is not boring, that it is actually fun. Well, that's a very interesting point because, um, you know, um, Noreen and I have been talking about the lack of creativity, not just in the fashion space, but in general, um, after, you know, AI becomes more popular and we already see that it's easier to just like, you know, go after and create with that. And then it is a kind of algorithm that keeps creating similar things. So um, this is a huge challenge for the whole society. And I want Noreen to tell us a little bit more about that and how we're solving that. Okay. Uh, thanks for your spicy question. And yeah, Nico and I were actually in the same space and my phone got run over, which was awful. I left, I dropped it in the parking lot, but anyway, um, having the chance to be physically together and work together. Um, one of the things we were talking about is creativity and I happen to be a creativity expert. I have a PhD in sociology and I study human interaction. And one of my passions is the human brain and creativity. And yesterday I just did a talk on the need for uh, creative leaders in um, the digital and uh, AI world. Um, and so what AI actually does is it, it does, you feed it and based on uh, the whole of all the information on the internet it makes the or uh, that it's been fed it gives you the best match so it, it uh, machine learning is um uh uh trying to find a single answer where human creativity connects the dots in different ways uh, in order to be creative, you need to ha be open to new ideas. You need to expand uh, your experiences, dealing with other people um, and other cultures and influence. Uh, then you need to have sensory perceptions, which are uniquely human. Maybe maybe you smell something or maybe you see the light off the trees or whatever, and that inspires you. So sensory integration and memory uh, are part of it, uh, then uh, collaboration and then connections. So being able to connect the dots from one thing to another is the that may not necessarily be connected a machine can't do that or at least not yet and so the most creative things that we're seeing happening in the space are things that are being pulled that uh in um not necessarily I'm going to take this coat from this metaverse or this digital thing and make it physical or this physical thing. I mean, that's very literal. Um, there's uh, Chromie um, is uh, doing um, a sweater collection that dropped this week that is based on um, the squiggles, uh, which is in um their art blocks game and so you make a little if you make a little squiggle which is just sort of like drawing with microsoft paint it looks like and then based on the color combinations you can uh print you if you get that nft you they'll you can buy a sweater that is that color combination so it's it, it's that's a pretty cool one uh, so there are things that are happening that are really creative but being creative takes uh exercising your brain in that way um when you test kindergartners or five-year-olds 98 percent of them test very highly on creativity and two percent of adults do because we lose that skill and um what we want to do is bring back that skill and so we'll be teaching the the art and science of creativity with the fashion DAO, and it's going to be really fun i know that i'm a little academic and boring but um it's really fun well, Noreen is actually a stand-up comedian. She's being humble. <laughs> but um, in terms of uh, what we have to solve this challenge is that, um, yes, we're going to have a course, 
but also we're creating an app um, and solution uh, that is actually going to be like your assistant that will help you coach you um, to become more creative and also on other types of intelligence. Um, so it's called the Genius Lead and we have been working on it. Um, so you can go to thegeniuslead.com um, and sign up for, you know, um, kind of updates and uh, we have some exciting things coming up uh, that will empower more creators and even others that um, you know everybody can be a creator Uh, we just need to bring out the genius inside everyone I love what you just said and I'm referring being creative takes exercising but at the same time this exercising implies that you need some guidance in the space. All of designers, all of creators, all of traditional fashion brands who are joining this space, and there are more and more of them in the recent months, they need some guidance. At least I'm a strong believer that there is no Web2 brand, traditional luxury fashion house, who can join the space with their own vision without consulting, without getting some expertise or analyzing some use cases of blockchain technology, NFTs, crypto, digital fashion, AR filters, etc. before building their roadmap and before building something in this space. So I want to ask you, Nico, and anyone else who wants to add to it, do you believe that traditional fashion houses, and that is actually something that we need for mass adoption, uh, no command there. We need more and more of these brands to join the space so that traditional user, user from two Web2 two worlds start using the technologies, the innovations that we have here. So the question is, do you believe that for traditional fashion houses to join the space, there need to be some advisory, whether it will be in the form of agency company or team like for example the fashion DAO or it will be some influencer some fashion advisor who will create the strategy and will lead them until the project is a success and i just want to give a couple of recent examples two months ago in march during metaverse fashion week drasex launched the first nft collection for tommy Halfiger. A few months ago, next decade from Paris, created the first experience for Dior in Web3 world. Years ago, Gmoney was the influencer, the advisor for Adidas to join the space with their Into the Metaverse, uh, into the metaverse uh, project. So I do believe that there needs to be someone to lead and guide you who already has this Web3 experience, either a Web3 native user or a person with track of success. Do you agree with this, Nico? And if not, why? Well, I think yes, but at the same time, I think it's very important to understand what's happening inside those, um, you know, traditional fashion houses. And I had the, you know, chance to talk and, you know, interact with these folks um, a lot through conferences, through uh, different opportunities. And, um, you know, it's kind of sad, but it's the reality that we need to accept that the bureaucracy that goes into this Um, fashion houses and, um, you know, just traditional corporations um, is um, what slows them down. And like the uh, amount of approval they need to get for everything to be done, um, you know, like even this drop of Louis Vuitton that, um, you know, just came out in the middle of the bear market. um, And it all just tells you because like they planned this long ago. Uh, but it took so long to get the approval to uh, line everything up and, uh, you know, make sure every side of the corporation and everybody is happy. Uh, then when they actually do something, it's kind of late. Um, and so that's the challenge um, with the fashion industry and other industries. Um, we have been seeing that also with other retailers. So typically how it works is that they have an innovation department. Um, that uh, does work on this type of new ideas. And then they have, you know, like other departments like operations and everything else. 
But when you are working on these new technologies, it's only the innovation department that is focused on it. And their budget is usually very low. Um, their kind of KPIs are very high. And so you don't necessarily can, you can't really expect um, a big retailer or brand to necessarily like do a better job than these small brands in this space um, because they don't, they are actually kind of like a startup and they have a lot of pressure from their top air, um, levels. And so um, it is very challenging. It's not just that they don't know what they're doing. It's more like, they're so limited uh, by what they can do. But I was just at um, Augmented World Expo conference and um, I was chatting with, um, you know, head of metaverse at LVMH, uh, Nelly, uh, our amazing friend. And, um, you know, she also talked about on this stage how um, this uh, concept of digital craftsmanship is so important for them. So that's, I think, something useful for our amazing audience to take away. And I think Sogan touched on it. Um, you know, we think about, you know, what it takes for, for a brand to step into the Web3 space or even just pure digital fashion. And we only focus on like, oh, convert what you have physically to digital. But the reality is that the quality um, still matters very much if you're talking about luxury. And I know Karina is an expert in this and a lot of um, our amazing collaborators uh, but the reality is that um, the quality needs to be there. And so that's another layer of complexity when it comes to these brands that they need to make sure they are working with the best of the best. And uh, it takes longer and it's going to go through a lot of uh, processes to get that digital craftsmanship. And then the other thing that I learned from her um, about, you know, the processes and kind of um, adopting these new technologies is that, um, you know, they are looking into these uh, immersive experiences, AR, VR, and all of that. Um, and so there are two aspects. When a customer comes into the shop or the store, um, they basically have um, one of these two pathways. One is that they're there to have a great experience. Um, and, you know, luxury is a lot about experience. And um, they want to be feeling good and valuable. And then the other times is that you, they know exactly what they want and they're there to shop. Um, so that was interesting because they can um, basically tailor the experience um, for the audience, for the customer, depending on what state they're in. So when the sh shopper is there to shop, you shouldn't necessarily put on their VR headset for them and like run them into a whole amazing experience because they get frustrated and that's not why they are there. Um, but, um, you know, in other cases, um, those type of loyal audience, they want to uh, feel great. And that's where you bring those other immersive experiences. And so like understanding what it takes to um, be in the luxury space and serve the luxury audience um, and even bigger brands, um, I think it's very important for our amazing creators when they want to collaborate. I absolutely love hearing this. Does anyone else ha have anything to add to what Nika just said, even though I feel it was summarized pretty well? Yeah, I think Nika, you did an amazing job. I think the only thing that I can add is that um, I feel that it needs to be advisory from both sides, you know, from, I guess, through collaboration, from traditional fashion and Web3 people. I think we all have to get in this communication because a lot of these Web3 projects don't understand the identity of like heritage brands and how every little single thing matters in the product. So that craftsmanship, like digital craftsmanship, like really needs to be considered because those are communication tools that the audience already understand for the product or for the brand. And I know this, and I probably cannot say like who told me, but I know that at Nike Virtual Studios, now they are um, looking or already hire some pattern makers, like the makers of traditional fashion, so that they can make sure that their products, the digital products, carry that story and that communication. So two uh, Web2 brands do need to uh, bring on Web3 people to advise them, but those Web3 people need to communicate very well and understand traditional fashion, like from pattern making, how things are made, 
fabrics, how they behave in real life. Because even though we are in the virtual space and physics don't matter, that we can create amazing things and jackets made out of water, which I love, it's still uh, clothing has a communication, has a language that uh, people perceive and understand. And for brands that have so much history, it is so important to carry that into their virtual spaces. I love hearing this, and I do believe... You basically answered the questions that I had. You basically explained how brands can join the space and how brands should join the space to show that they actually care about it and to show that they're here for sustainable and long-term growth. I'm sitting right now at Costa de Caparica in Lisbon at my balcony. I'm seeing a lot of green trees, the ocean is nearby, and I do believe that the topic that we need to cover here today is sustainability. But the way how I want to approach it is with another spicy statement. I do believe that sustainability, and when I'm referring to sustainability, that's not sustainable business models that last, but actually being a green, world-friendly, earth-friendly, environment-friendly brand. I do believe that sustainability has become a buzzword, just like NFTs uh, was the word of 2021. Everyone is trying to be sustainable. Everyone is trying to have this keyword in their bio, in their product description, on their package, and associate themselves with being green, being friendly. At the same time, too little of those brands actually do something to prove that there is sustainability. One of those brands, which I do believe for whom sustainability is basically the second name is DressX. And here I'm referring to DressX, not just because of their annual sustainability reports, one of which actually for 2022 was published a bit more than a week ago, but actually this June, if I'm not mistaken, June 22nd in in a week from now, DressX is organizing the whole day sustainability summit which will be online, free, for people to come, ask questions, learn from the biggest speakers. I do believe that is the way to address the topic, apart from you being a green brand, apart from you supporting all these causes, but also educating people, educating brands, and instead of competing, growing together towards this bright future. So the question I have for you do you believe that digital fashion, Web3 fashion right now is sustainable or it's more about this noise, hey, we're innovative, hey, we're sustainable, hey, we're going to make it. But at the same time, nothing is moving in the right direction. Well, definitely digital fashion is more sustainable than physical. Like there's no question on that. But the reality is that we still are wearing physical fashion. So that's not going anywhere. And um, yes, we have to like, you know, work hard to like uh, reduce our consumption, this, that. Uh, But again, from the brand perspective um, or from the creator perspective, I think it's also important to understand these definitions and like the message that we are putting out um, because misinformation and greenwashing and all of those things are um, what consumers are, you know, kind of afraid of. And, um, you know, that's where we, again, go back to the education and also collaboration. So um, I was just at another conference called GS1 Connect, uh, where it was the kind of the biggest supply chain conference. And um, I was uh, in talks with a company called Del- Delterra, which is a spinoff of McKinsey. And um, they're very much focused on um, kind of recycling, uh, restoration, upcycling and all those things and also providing more education on all of this like if you get like a shampoo bottle and it says like you know this bottle is made of 100 percent recyclable materials um you know in reality if they go and trace this in the like or do the lab work they see that that's not true a lot of these companies are false advertising and there's a lot of misinformation out there so again, as a creator or you know brand owner, um, it's a responsibility on you to make sure your messaging is valid, um, you're educating your audience correctly, 
and yes, promote more digital fashion, but it's also important to like educate on the physical fashion side, because at the end of the day, that's what people are also still very much consuming. And one thing I want to say before I pass it on, um, Nikki, we have uh, a fun thing um, to share with you guys at the end of the show. If you give us like two, three minutes, uh, Noreen has a fun section um, that wants to perform. Absolutely. We're going to give this couple of minutes at the end of the show. I don't know if anyone else has anything to add to sustainability topic. I, I feel like you should have something to add. If I may, um, I feel like, oh, go on. Okay, go ahead. No, go on. No, <laughs> go. You started, uh, it's fine, go on. I just say a quick thing. I think sustainability shouldn't be a goal. It should be a given at this point uh, for every single brand, not only fashion brands. I think um, we often want to fall like you. We're oversaturated by products and in digital, we can work a little bit faster and we're repeating the same pattern. We're saturating um, the markets with all these products and then it's a lot of noise, right? So I think we have to create with intention and use technology to uh, power circular fashion, to power sustainable fashion, because it really should be a given. If you are not thinking, if you're a brand, a new creator out there, and you're not thinking about how to make your product sustainable, you're doing it wrong. Um, talk to people in the Web3. Everyone is like very willing to collaborate, to talk, like we are in this space. Ask the questions of how technology can help you be uh, sustainable, because it can't. But don't go out and mint a thousand NFTs and just put them out there because you're missing the point. Okay, you created sustainable is not uh, using physical resources, but you're using energy, right? So like be very mindful of how you're using technology. And that's it. Thank you, guys. I was trying to make the screenshot of this space and you just added talking at the moment of making it. It was it was a wonderful addition to what Nico just said. <laughs> Nico, you said that there is some surprise that you prepared for this space. I would rather go with the surprise right now just to make sure that we finish on time, that surprise is there, that you perform. So... What do you have prepared for us? I think Liliama wanted to add something. Let's hear from her and then we can switch that. I think we just need two, three minutes for that. Go ahead, Liliama. Uh, thanks, Nico. I just wanted to add, uh, when it comes to sustainability, uh, right now, how I actually see that, for example, the AR filters could really work well, because like there are loads and loads of influencers that, for example, do like fashion influencing in, in, in all sorts of ways. And they need to like, change outfit every day just to attract their like customer like the people that follow them for them to have a bigger following for them to be interesting and actually like the fact that ar filters could basically be instead of physical clothes so one could basically take a picture of themselves in one outfit one day and another outfit another day then combine it try some new glasses like there's so many different ways one could actually use for example ar filters and it could actually work better for a certain level of sustainability. And then what I also believe, and that I like, for example, like print on demand, which I just actually just started like a tiny account on Redbubble with print on demand, where I actually created those necklaces. I uh, put them on a shirt and only the person that really wants to wear that shirt will order that shirt. So there won't be like any extra clothes or any extra material used, only the one that the person wants. So that's just a little point that I wanted to put in there. Thank you for adding. I'm actually very happy that you raised your hand and had this addition to what we've been discussing for the last 10 minutes. I do believe it has a huge implication for the future of the whole, not just digital fashion, but the digital world, everything that we're building in Web3. It should be done in the right way. It should be done for people, by people, but also remember that there is such a thing as being sustainable, being responsible. And I do believe that you, wonderful ladies, are already on the way there. You are already showing the past, building the past, how it should be done. Nico, should we go for the surprise? Yes. So, amazing Noreen um, is a poet and amazing stand-up comedian. And she has created, with the help of AI, 
an amazing um, rap that she will be doing uh, for us. Um, so, and she's, you know, she just won a, com- a competition um, recently. So let's hear from her on the amazing performance that she has. So just a little introduction that we, um, I, so this is uh, from Board Human and um, their AI has a rap battle AI. And so I put in uh, two rappers as, uh, that would be competing here, Elsa Scaparelli and Coco Chanel. And so it, it did the original writing and then it needed a little help and I, I helped it out. So uh, here we go. Let me get my music going. Okay, go ahead, Elsa. Listen up, Coco. You may think you're classic, but your designs are outdated. They belong in Jurassic. Your little black dress is so played out. Meanwhile, I'm making art with a surrealism clout. Oh, Elsa, you fancy girl with your shocking pink, but all you do is try hard. It's time to rethink. You call it fashion. I call it a joke. I was OG and you're not bespoke. Oh, you may have started, Coco, but look, took it to another level. You're stuck in your ways and I am the rebel. Your trench coats and pearls are so boring and safe. Meanwhile, my lobster dress is a piece, masterpiece in its own space. You may have quirky pieces, but let's face it, your designs are nothing without my silhouette. You're a copycat trying to catch up. You'll never beat me, so just give up. You're all about function and I'm about fun. Your clothes are for basics, while mine are the ones who dares to be different and dares to hold out. You may have started the game, but you're the one who sold out. Sold you wish, darling, but this is a lie. You couldn't sell a thing without my name tied. Your designs are just a flash in the pan, but Chanel is forever. That's the difference, woman. Wow. Let's go. creativity um, uh, course is like trying to take some AI and doing something completely different that it wouldn't do and it doesn't spit it out perfect but then you revise it it's like so that was a collaboration between me and Bored Human and it was fun and um, and we tried to add one fun thing to every space that we do um, so that people can start understanding yeah and be friends with the technology yeah that was an amazing surprise that you prepared for me and me hearing your skill set, hearing your hobbies out here. I'm even more bullish on all of you who are here today on the stage in the audience. It has been not just a fun space with friends, but it was also a very educational one. So I want to say thank you to absolutely everyone who joined us today on stage because you ladies are building the future of digital fashion, of Web3 fashion. And I also want to thank all friends who joined us today to listen, Beauty and the Punk, Javo, Jenny, Sheila. I see all of you out there. Thank you very much, guys. We love you. Together with you, the future of digital fashion is bright. That's all that I have to say. Thank you so much for having us, Nikki. Thank you, Sogan, William, Karina, Nastaran, Janie, Wildy, Beauty and the Punk, Joy, everyone who joined us. We really love and appreciate you. Thank See you for you coming. Our Thank space. you for coming. You yeah. are amazing. Origins XYZ, as always, will be back next week with another OG in the Web3 fashion space, the Fabricant family. Join us 2 p.m. GMT or 9 a.m. EST. We see you there, guys. I love you. All of you. See you in the metaverse. Thanks. Thank Bye. you. Bye, guys. Love you all. Take care. Have a good one. Thank you.